You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo for the weekend of Saturday and Sunday, May 20th and 21st. You may know by now that this is my last altar echo with you. I will be retiring from full-time parish ministry at the end of this next week. And so I am coming to you for the last time. Pastor Kim will keep this podcast going, so there will always be an altar echo out there for you to listen to every week. And there will also, as a reminder, be the altar echo text study podcast that comes out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays as well. Pastor Kim will be joined by Pastor John Rhodes of Christiania Lutheran Church, which is just down the road a few miles from St. John's in Lakeville, Minnesota. And so I hope you will look forward to tuning in and listening to these podcasts as we go forward. I know I will as well for part of my spirituality. This week is a big one. It's the week that we center on Jesus' prayer for all of the church, Jesus' disciples, as time goes forward. It's from John chapter 17, and it's a prayer for unity, and that is our focus for today. So if you will, turn to chapter 17 of the Gospel of John. We'll start at verse 1, we'll go through 11, and then we'll pick it up at 15 and go through 21. Here is Jesus and his words to his disciples. John writes, After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you have sent me. I am asking on their behalf, I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these 
but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, it is always about faith for us. Help all people of faith together. Your whole church, trust your will for the world, not our will, and to live it with our lives. Amen. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. (laughs) What a calling. Do you sense this unity as your calling from God? Let's talk about what this calling is. It's the calling for all of God's people, all people of faith, known as the church with a capital C on church. It's a calling to be united, period. The capital C church means every Christian, every denomination working together equally to serve God and to live out the will of God for the sake of being witnesses to the saving grace of God for an always broken, needy world. Did you hear that? Every Christian and every denomination working together equally for a higher calling than anything else in this world, the oneness of Christians pointing to God's grace that is for all people, and that is healing where there are wounds and embracing of all people, all created by God. What a calling we have. We really find this hard to do, though, don't we? Almost always we lump faith or church into a menu of things we do. And usually faith shows up just like one piece of many on a pizza. (laughs) Eight equal pieces, church, work, school, hobbies, family, friends, etc. A little here, a little there for every category. But this is a problem in our thinking because faith supersedes everything else. Faith and God are utterly unique They are holy. God doesn't represent just one piece of the pie. God and our faith are higher than the pie and give all meaning and purpose to every other piece of our life. Having faith and hearing Jesus pray for us, Father, protect them in your name that you have given me and make them one as we are one is an incredible experience of seeing Jesus go to prayer for us so we would have the strength to be united as fellow Christians and show the world a good force of love that is powerful enough to unite and heal and bring joy and and hope to all people, to the world. The other part of the problem in our thinking is that For some reason, we believe it is just fine to be divided as Christians. (laughs) With this, almost always, 
has come anger and vilification of the other side. When Christ prays for no sides at all but one team. This is so unchristlike that it would be comical if it weren't so abrasive and hurtful. It is the opposite of what Jesus prays for on our behalf. We have let big we have let big things and also goofy things divide us. We've kept each other away from the means of grace, thinking some have the correct understanding of grace versus others. We have fought over whether you should put white sauce on your lutefisk or only pure butter. <laughs> I knew a guy who brought homemade hot mustard for his lutefisk. That was way out of bounds. We've decided there's a hierarchy to ethnic and racial expressions of the church, capital C, church. This is a far bigger issue than we want to admit. We've divided into denominations, Lutheran, Roman Catholic, Baptist, Evangelical, the list and sublists go on and on and on. And we've also been led to believe that one or some are truer expressions of the church and God's will than others. It's hard to fathom. We've divided over whether a person's gender orientation should include or exclude them from the church as though we can even be judge and jury over that, and as though exclusion is even an option. This isn't our job. Our job is to work hard to see our lives calling through the holiness of faith and everything we do as inclusive, welcoming, loving, peacemaking, partnering, unifying, in other words, being one as all of God's disciples. In the end, what matters is what Jesus said are our two chief commandments, to love God together and just as much to love the neighbor, which is every human. This is grace. This is the best and most holy we can do. It is the truest reflection of our crucified and risen Savior in us and through us. Can you believe this? Can you put your faith and trust in this highest calling from God? I asked some of my colleagues to talk about how we are called to unify ourselves rather than succumb to things that have divided us. Listen to a few here. My friend, Pastor Mike Monsager, who's the chaplain at Northfield Retirement Center, said, I believe that God is calling us to unity for the common good, even in the midst of denominational or religious differences. Our diversity of experience makes us stronger. And then Brent Erler, pastor at Family of Christ Lutheran in Lakeville, Minnesota, said this, Bigger, small, short, or tall, I believe God is calling the church to be united for the common good, even if we have physical differences. <laughs> Joe Jorgensen, intern at Oak Grove Lutheran up in Richfield, Minnesota, said this, I believe God is calling the church to be united for the common good, even if we have differences in how we worship. Or rising above this, being united, celebrating it. Hmm. 
John Rhodes, pastor down the road at Christiania Lutheran in Farmington, said this, I believe God is calling the church to be united for the common good. Even if we have different understandings, interpretations, experiences, expectations, and even different translations of the holy book, the Bible, which we know and love. And then my colleague here at St. John's, Pastor Kim Kylo, said this, As the church in this day and age, we have the unique and wonderful opportunity to be one community together with people of all ages and generations. And we have the gift and opportunity to explore ways that are unique generational ways of doing things that can give us a broader and more expansive experience of what it means to be the church and the body of Christ so that we do not let our generational uniquenesses come between us or ultimately divide us. We are one church of many generations together. I couldn't agree more. I, and maybe this falls in the realm of the goofy, you know, things that we let divide us. I've even decided to prove erasure of dividing lines that we've constructed so we can build a greater oneness in all ways, and I will prove it to you right here on Sunday morning when I get up in the pulpit. I am going to put on a Green Bay Packers hat. <laughs> well, folks, this is what we are to be about, working toward unity, peace, healing, and joy with all people as Christ's emissaries and not to be dividers. Last thing, how many of you have watched Ted Lasso? It is my favorite show on TV. This is the third and last season, and in it, Ted, a head soccer coach in England, is leaving us with what I see as a real-life expression of the oneness we are talking about as our highest calling. From the beginning, he has put a sign in the locker room that simply says, believe. It's over the door to the office. Everybody can see it. It's meant to raise the team to believe in a higher calling, a way of playing together that can only happen if they all trust the goal, trust the vision, trust the future outcome, and not be individuals. A few times, that believe sign has been torn down and ripped up because some couldn't see the higher vision and wanted to only do the things that they've done the way they've always been done. But Ted taped it back together and put it up. This season, he is training them to take on a new offense called total football, an old British soccer technique. Total football eliminates the prima donnas, on the team and causes everyone, no matter their position, to play fully as a team of equals, where anyone can score, but also anyone can play defense if they're in the position at the moment to make either of them happen. It throws other teams off because positions, striker, midfielder, forward, defense, are fluid and not predictable. Everyone counts. Everyone matters equally. It takes everyone to be truly the one unified team. Now, this, I believe, is what Jesus is praying for for us as the one church, capital C on church. It's not a pipe dream. 
Don't let anyone tell you this is idealistic or a bunch of unattainable baloney. This is God's dream. And if it is God's dream, then it is our dream. I dream this for all of you and all of us together, the church, capital C, for the sake of the world God so loves. Here's a postscript. This is my last sermon with you. And in full-time ordained ministry, what a calling this has been and will continue to be in new ways in the future. I come from a family just in two generations who have heard and answered this call to be pastor. My dad, sister, brother-in-law, my first cousin, and a first cousin of my dad's along with me. 202 years of service, all told. I can't tell you how grateful I am to my family, to the five congregations I have served, and to you, Johnnies, and others here in this last chapter of my ministry. Besides my eternal thanks, the only other appropriate words are soli deo gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.